The following resources presented by the Counseling and Conference Services of IOM America. In a world where nothing is certain, can help you to find the right way. should follow today. This way will take you to the best jump from around the world. Welcome to the Identity Matters Worldview Institute. But see, we are in a world today where you cannot or you refuse to fire people. So your corporations are slowing down. Your ministries are slowing down. In my modality and also in the ministry that God has me serving, if you are not going to lead, get out of the way. I literally have three lists on my computer. Proactive leader types. Those who are on the edge need a little nudging. And those that I keep in a list just to send them training materials or links that most of them don't even respond. They're just passive. But they're always interested. But see, the ones I'm going to go after, which are 200 plus people, men and women, are the ones that ask this question. What's next? I got a whole boatload of emails on Monday that from leaders from around the world because of the whole institution thing launching, and they were asking what should be the first course. Should I just like put them in a general list? Are you kidding me? Every single person that sends an email or a text is going to end up in one of the buckets. Even you. And that's where I will manage my time according to these buckets. This methodology will help you, leader, without them knowing or being insulted that you are a highly organized and five steps ahead type of leader. It doesn't take long to have a discussion with someone and for you as a leader to say, they are all talk. They're not going to help me with this. So you don't have to insult them and say, well, I can tell right now you're lying. You just simply do your three buckets and you either go, Man, I gotta tap into this resource. Two, a little training. Or three, they're lying to you. But that doesn't mean they're not gonna tell you the truth a year from now, correct? As I've trained my, my protege here, you always wait a year after someone leaves you. 
It takes about a year for the loop before you say, you're fired. You drag me down. You slow me down. But see, I don't have that discernment up front. That's a God decision. And if God says, brush the dust off your feet and move away from this one, then that's when you do it. Very key point. Eight, true leadership does not allow personal feelings to get in the way of performance. We can't be afraid to use that word. So if you're my brother, my sister, my aunt, my uncle, my close friend, my congregational member, my elder, my deacon, whatever, you need to look at me in the truest sense of my leader is not affected by these emotions I'm having. He expects the best performance-wise according to the task that has been assigned. Now, best is, is relative. Expecting the best out of a four-year-old to mow the lawn. Shannon, would you expect the same level as Aaron? No. It's ridiculous. But see, that four-year-old may be giving his best. Best is measured by motives. Don't ever forget that. And if that child's motive is to serve their daddy, they are the best in their little field of working for daddy. But lazy children, lazy teenagers, lazy adults, which seems to describe our culture today, we don't have a lot of good workers anymore. So when I find one, they hit the hot list. And I take time for them. And I develop them. I give them tons of free stuff. Because... They're ready, they're hungry to advance who they are in Christ. And then they know that time spent worrying is basically a waste of time. Number 11, leaders of quality refuse to get upset and worry in the workplace. Seriously, all things do truly work together for the good. That's another one I never fall into. Just joking, Lord. Number 12, proactive leaders clearly train up or equip workers in how to accomplish the very task. So if someone says, I'm going to do editing for you, then I honestly have a canned email that I send them. And the canned email was put together by someone who does editing professionally. And then I cut and paste out of that exactly what I'm going to be expecting out of this new editor. If I'm going to use the editing to build some type of foundation, then they'll get the short list. If I'm going to use that editor with high expectation, they're going to get the long list. That's how you do it. Thirteen is when working with a team, leaders encourage everyone to work toward the same overall objective delegated to them by the governing board. So I have to look at, well, what was the vision given to me? 
whether it's God or through some leaders, what was the vision given to me? So I become the vision bearer of a higher power. And it's my responsibility to be a leader to impart that to others. And then turn around and lead those others to stay focused on that vision. Number 14, rarely will a quality leader make an exception to the rule unless it is clearly approved by their authority. So if the corporate rule is what it is, you shouldn't be stretching it, pulling on it, rewording it, reworking it. You are breaking the honor code. And in many corporations, those are called policy books. So if you're arguing with an employee, that's your own stupidity. Get out the policy book. Open it up. Turn to page 43. Point to paragraph 3 and say, could you please read this to me? You see, what it does is it moves the complaining employee over to the law. The only time you bring out a policy book is if someone is tempting you to be unrighteous. You don't need to carry your Bibles around every day. And probably 99.9% of you don't. But if you're tempted, and they're arguing with you like a four-year-old would, you get out the policy book, and that's called the, the Word of God. I watched Frank Turek handle someone from the audience with a very, very difficult question. And the kid wanted to know his, Frank's opinion on homosexuality. And I was sitting there watching this, and I'm like, okay, here it is. This moment is going to be if I'm going to check the box to invite him in as an instructor. And without hesitation and with full confidence in Christ, he simply looked at this young man and said, I don't have an opinion on this. And my opinion doesn't matter. What matters is the opinion of God. And that is the Holy Bible. And the Holy Bible says, and then he quoted it. So leader, this is how this works. You take the complainer, which is survey says that over 80% of your workers are complainers and whiners and manipulators in this particular culture. You need, when they do that, you need to flop it over to the policy book. And you're the guide and you're the leader that slides the policy book in front of them and says, please read this to me. And then you finish that with, this is not my policy. This is our corporation's policy. And you may have a supervisor that doesn't even know where the policy book is. Doesn't matter. You need to know where it is. You keep to the rules of the policy of the corporation even if your boss does not. 
That would be like a Christian saying, I'm not going to read my Bible because my pastor doesn't carry one. Really? Where's Godological methodology in that? There isn't. Practical principles. Fifteen, leaders take great delight in planning for the future. Never met one that doesn't. Sixteen, quality leaders embrace criticism as a tool for growth. Oh, I love that one. Because I never react to criticism. The more of a rejected background you come from, leader, and this is another amazing little statistic. They analyzed the top 10 corporate founder slash CEOs. In other words, the guys or gals that started the corporation. All right? 90% of those corporate leaders came from excessive dysfunctional families, particularly broken relationship with the father. Now, what does that tell you? They put their poop in a group and used it to advance their vision. And that is what I'm asking you to do. But people who come from highly rejected backgrounds typically become highly vulnerable to criticism in the workplace. I know this personally. Leaders take time to learn from their workers in task, work environment, personal concerns. They know this personally for themselves as a leader. It advances them in their own leadership skills. Like, well, I'll never handle someone like that again. It kind of sticks with you when you mess up and vice versa. And finally, leaders are optimistic. And I'm not talking about positive possibility thinking, which seems to be the multi-level Christianized version of using the Bible to make money in different levels of growth. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about someone who really, truly believes that all things work together for the good. But there's a cause, comma, and there's a condition. I don't believe in memorizing scripture. I believe in reading it so much it has been put in your memory bank permanently. And that is one I would read frequently if I was you. Anyone want to take a stab at what the rest of it is? Love him. That's the condition. So now we have to analyze and evaluate what your love look like. Is it some kind of Gen Z type of love where you're just mushing around with you got to accept me or you hate me? Is that your definition of love? Well, I can assure you, listener, if you're one of those type of thinkers, you are not loving God. How can a loving God send torture, fire, and damnation upon an earth? Because he warned them as a leader for thousands of years. He gave them unbelievable opportunities to listen to leaders and teachers. 
And it all ended and over 90% of the people on the face of the earth go, this guy is nuts. Let's kill him. And the two prophets lay dead in the street. Not even those great two final prophets survived the hostility of a lukewarm mind. And we have some listening today. And if you've got some kind of mental block going on where you're not even able to let the truth get in and renew your mind, don't worry. It's about to break you down. Because desperation produces an inheritance of truth. And we wonder why persecution is allowed by God. Well, that shouldn't be too difficult to figure out at this point. Here's our diagram. The diagram past, present, and future in regard to leaders. Even though there's two little guys there, there's probably many different types of leaders you can put on that timeline somewhere. But I want to show you something that's pretty basic. The guy with his hands on his hips... He is so focused on the past, the present day objectives are a constant challenge. Now I want to I show you this in the most practical way that I can. And I challenge anyone to text me, send me an email, or call me. Any time of the day, usually up to about 7 at night, Ask me what my goal is for that moment. And it'll be on a piece of paper. A list. I mind map every day. It is not a new concept for me. Mind mapping is not taking notes. Mind mapping is focusing on grabbing the objectives of a teacher out of their talking and putting it in a priority statement and building upon it as they're teaching you and then writing a summary statement at the bottom of what they taught you. Then when I ask a student for their homework, they can send me a copy of that page. That's how we have the system set up. Teach them to mind map, and we also teach them the Cornell system of homework and note-taking. It's simple. But see, the average human mind doesn't function that way. They get so caught up in whatever the thing is that is going on right now, they're horrible leaders, even if they've been assigned the job of being a leader. So, This is just the practicality of Leadership 101. Can you imagine throwing Satan into this mix? When his job is to throw stumbling blocks in your pathway every day, all day long? Hey, he can keep some of you busy and dizzy all day long. And you have never looked beyond the present. So I write these down and I lift that pad up 
I don't know how many times in one day. And then I'm told I need to rewrite it every day, whether the page is filled or not, because of what it does. But I for sure do it several times a week. I need to lift that page up and go, whatever is being thrown at me from so-and-so and such-and-such a country is not on that list. That's tomorrow or Friday or next Tuesday. And you write it down. Proactive future ideas, tasks. Mommies need to do this. They're the worst of all. Is they get caught up in the, the activities of a day that they're losing sight of the plan that God is still waiting to direct the steps. Children are not your priority. Jesus Christ is your priority. The children are your ministry. Do you understand that? The difference? Because if they're not your ministry, you're caught up in the constant stuff around you that is annoying you that you're going to end up like the guy with, with his hands on his hips. You're a dead ringer for Satan. Bullseye. One arrow will take care of you. That's it. It's all you need. So when this person looks at these time-stamped, time-dated objectives, make a plan, the Lord will direct your step. Those things. When you look at them, they become tomorrow. And a lot of you do have a tomorrow list. But that's all you got. Your little to-do list. Most leader specialists would tell you to-do lists are worthless. Mine isn't a to-do list. It's an action list. And there's a big difference. And it only takes 15 minutes in the morning to organize that page. And then when the surprises come, And I look at the objectives and I go, I need to be done with this before such and such appointment or such and such trip or such and such or whatever. And then I just start lining them up. Nope, that one goes here, this one goes here. It doesn't take hours to do that. Unless you're a person of chaos. You would know the difference between your left shoe and your right shoe let alone the color of your socks. That's how chaotic people think. And then they look at their socks, man, I put one blue one on and one black one on this morning. And guess what they say today? Oh, well. Or they leave the house without their, you know, hair at least being combed. Throw on a baseball cap, they show up somewhere and Someone even makes a comment like, well, you could have like combed your hair. They don't comb hair today. It's become a fashion. 
And the way you destroy a person is to take sin and turn it into a fashion so that the people will no longer react to the fashion. Do do you remember the tear in the jeans? There's actually documented proof of how that started. You know the the pants where you're showing your crack because of no belt? There's actually history on where that came from. And now it's a fashion. Wearing a cross is a fashion. When most of you have cross earrings or a cross necklace, you have no clue how to explain the indwelling life of Christ. Please get this picture and hang it on your wall. Because the church has become this past, post, truth church got to leave these leaders with this I don't know what to do I have too many problems to think about well you see this guy with the little hat on his head and he's got his his little binoculars you know set straight on the horizon now, as I said to Shannon the other day, I'm, I'm the type of guy that see that line coming out of his binoculars shooting straight off. Because of my spiritual gifting, I can assure you, a lot further than five steps ahead with someone. But see, a pastor type might take that next line. Kind of, as able to see, project out there where this person's going to end up. A teacher has a tendency to look at their shoes to see if they're polished. They're, they're scoped out a little bit. But not like this. So it takes leaders working together to get the vision of God in all the elements of the occupational gifts. And then you can even master skills like this, this little guy did to be able to say, this leader uses the failures of the past successes of the present to drive their projections and plans for the future. So when I my list put together on actually building a structure for the IM Institute for an on-campus site. I'm not even going to tell you what the numbers are. But I look at that list today and go, there's no way that's going to happen. I can't even get donations to take care of the cost of maintaining the online institute. How is that going to happen? Well, do I throw it away? I've done it twice. Literally took the piece of paper off the wall, crumpled it up, and threw it away. And said, I am done. I'm tired of planning and not having support to do it. I have to take out the piece of paper, rewrite the objectives and all the cost and the this and that with it and file it. Because my weakness says, well, my past says that we're not going to get support to do this. And God's future may say, really? One dead man can take care of this. I don't know. Neither do you as a leader. 
We have to do the projections. We got to make the plans. No matter if it's 20 years out, according to Jess, I'm going to be hanging around for a while, or whether it is the mark that is right in front of me. Here's our identity matter statement for today. Christ confident leaders usually are inspiring. People like to hang around them. I've never met an indwelled Christian yet that, that would not want to hang out with Jesus. Right? Can you imagine him coming into your home one morning? He just decides to materialize in front of you and you invite him in to have a cup of coffee because I'm sure he drinks good quality Dutch coffee. (laughs) And he sits down, you're having this great conversation or whatever. Would you want him to leave? No. Reality is, is, is that really different than hanging out with a crisis life leader? I'm afraid it is. And I do have an answer in reality to that question I asked you. You would not want to hang out with him. When you are around righteousness, your unrighteousness stinks fast and quick. It just surfaces. And that's why we will fall on our face before the living God. There won't be time for bonding. That would come later. People feel guilty around Christ as life teachers. They don't want to hang out with them. Gentlemen, ladies, it is lonely at the top. And that's why. People feel uncomfortable around truth. So you're not going to hang out with them. You're going to play your fleshly, annoying little games to stay detached. Hang in there, leader. It might be lonely at the top, but it's a whole lot more lonely at the bottom. And I would rather serve on the top rung of that ladder with the living Jesus Christ saying, Say this, Stephen. Do this, Stephen. Write it down, Stephen. But it is very direct, very sweet, very calm. I hear him very clearly. I don't dispute it. I don't argue it. But for some reason, it always has to do with a task. Always. You see, the lovey, mushy stuff just happens. When I work side by side with a leader I love, I am experiencing intimacy because it is an honor to carry their vision. And that breeds instant intimacy between a follower and a leader. Now, any of you students that have been listening to this message, I would encourage you that the modality of the human mind and learning is that you have to do three laps around the pole. We're trying to set everything up in such a way that by the time you get to your certificate, you've heard the same content three times 
by reading, audio, cute videos, whatever way we got to do it. Because it's on the third lap you have your aha. The first lap is, man, that stuff was awesome. The second lap is you're extracting detail for those Cornell system notes that's in the next PDF. And you see, when you hit that third one, you're not listening for all the details. You're listening for the life-changing principles. But I know that takes a lot of time. And don't forget to click on that Contact Us button with any questions you might have, comments that you might have, suggestions on improvements. This whole thing has come together rather quickly for us, so I can't even imagine the editorial stuff that is going to take place over the next year. But it's out. It's ready. People can go through with all of its flaws. But I'll tell you what, the spirit behind it is without a flaw. So thank you for joining us today. This resource has been presented by the Counseling and Conference Services of IOM America. For more information about our ministries, visit us online at iomamerica.org. That's iomamerica.org.